love the Lord one more time together. Let's worship the Lord together. Hallelujah. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I magnify your great name. I praise your name. Amen. You can be seated for a few moments. I just want to say this is our first time here and heard several good reports about what God is doing here through my son that's been here uh, a few times, right? And uh, and he always looks forward to coming, and, and uh, we're just so grateful for the opportunity and invitation to come. We love your pastor. I have one question. How do I pronounce where I am? Lacine? All right. It's good to be at Truth Church, Lacine. Kansas. <laughs> it was quite a journey here, but uh, we're thankful the Lord. I always worry about Kansas highway construction. <laughs> Only had one lane experience, <laughs> but we got through and we're thankful. We did hear some fine teaching from your pastor this morning. That was so rich. That was so rich and good uh, for me to hear this kind of teaching and preaching, and uh, we're grateful for their family and and what the Lord is is uh, done here and what the Lord is doing. It's good to see my friends, familiar faces from Independence, Kansas, and the privilege to have a part of the work of God in their lives, and just good to see them carrying on with it, and uh, just, uh, man, just get all you can from the Lord. He'll he'll send you a plateful home. He'll fill that sack back up. <laughs> it's always good things that he has for his people. And I have to confess that I look back to where this all began with me and my life. And uh, I've got to go back about 48 years stumbling, coming to a church service just like this on a Tuesday night that changed my life completely. And now I have, I have this great wife God's given me still, still with me, and she didn't come here. She just got back from Heidi's. Heidi just had a baby, and so she didn't want to get back on the road today. But when she's with me, we have the GPS and we have her, but I always prefer to the lady on the GPS. <laughs> I heard one time that no man can serve two masters. So, <laughs> so turn that lady's voice up. We may, you may get it wrong. I may get it wrong. <laughs> and it uh, seems like they perfected those GPSs. I remember years ago taking a trip to a conference, West Coast Conference in California, and back Back way back then, if if you were off track, she would just say, "Turn around when possible." <laughs> but the, these modern GPS, they have it. They have it down, and to, to come, you don't even have to pay attention. I remember always stopping in a town and getting uh, a free Atlas map, <laughs> State Farm. <laughs> we used to travel, travel, and uh, uh, the Lord blessed us to do that. Ten years. And I think my son and Lisa have been doing it about 13. 
I will say this. He knew what he was getting into because <laughs> he grew up in a fifth wheel trailer. And so uh, we are just thankful for the work of the Lord. I've, in my 30, we're in our 31st year in independence, and God's been so good to us. Now we have, we have seven grandchildren. It's just a miracle. And my wife's got a room just set aside for them. Two pictures per grandkid. And uh, the Lord's been good. The kids are living for God. And uh, Heidi's got a good husband. He happens to be my favorite son-in-law. He's the only son-in-law. <laughs> but I'm telling you, I have no complaints. If I had to do this all over again, Brother Hilton, I would, I would do it the same way. I will confess that first night in a Pentecostal apostolic church, I made up my mind, if I can get out of here, I'll never come back. That's what was going through my mind because it was different, strange. I was used to the rock and roll. I was used to things different. But God got a hold of my heart that night. And I put my life in my pastor's hands to be, and I had him baptize me that first night in my experience with Pentecost. He baptized me, you know, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And I've had the privilege to carry that on and committed unto me this gospel to preach it to others and to see others' lives turned around. Could we just stand and give the Lord some praise here this morning and just thank Him, praise Him for everything He's done in our lives. Oh, He's so good to us. He's so good to us. He's so good to us. So good to us. I thank Him. I praise Him. I worship Him. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So thank God for what He's doing here off the highway, off the freeway, and here's this awesome house of God. And what a blessed community this is to have the caliber of church that's here. Thank God he sent this family here to do a great work. I'm going to tell you what, it, it's a good work, and it feels good. It feels right. And don't you ever let the devil talk you out of this. Because he tried with me, but it did not work. He came close, but not close enough. <laughs> that second trip to the house of God strengthen that third and no telling how many now but I appreciate this message this Acts 2.38 message and I feel a stir coming on in this community with this truth I feel a stir, hallelujah let me give you what the Lord has given me for this service today, thank you again Pastor Hilton we love and appreciate you very much 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 1 through 7. 
2 Kings 6, 1 through 7. And the sons of the prophets said unto Elisha, Behold, now the place where we dwell with thee is too straight for us. Let us go, we pray thee, unto Jordan, and take thence every man a beam, and let us make a place there where we may dwell. And he answered, Go ye. And one said, Be content, I pray thee, and go with thy servants. And he answered, I will go. So he went with them. Elisha went with them. And when they came, when they came to Jordan, they cut down wood. But as one was felling a beam, the axe head fell into the water. And he cried and said, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. And the man of God said, Where fell it? And he showed him the place. And he cut down a stick, cast it in thither, and the iron did swim. Therefore, said he, take it up to thee. And he put it out his hand and took it. This may seem a little different type of title and message, but this is what I feel. I feel God wants the reapers to reap today and the gleaners to glean. I believe God wants us to draw from each other what we can get together from the Lord. Simply, there's, there is a time to borrow. There is a time to borrow. Would you lift your hands and just ask the Lord to help help his servant today and help everybody in this place. Oh, Jesus, in your name, thank you for your touch. Thank you for your spirit, God. Thank you for your precious God. I love you, Can we give him a hand clap of praise? Mighty God, mighty God, mighty God, mighty God. Glory to God, glory to God. Thank you so much for standing. It's so good to meet new acquaintances today and uh, just thankful and looking forward to hearing great reports. You may be seated in the future of this church because he is the same yesterday, today. And forever. Praise God. We don't realize sometimes what we're part of. We don't understand that we can got to go way back in the book of Genesis. And to know that God called a man by the name of Abram. And God chose this man's seed to expand, to grow, to multiply. And that God had given him a land to possess, and that prophecy came forth to him and told him that he, his seed would be a stranger in a land that is not theirs, and serve them, and they shall afflict them 400 years, and also that nation whom they shall serve, I will judge, and afterward shall they come out with great substance." Of course, we're, we're making reference to the call of God into the land of Canaan. But there was prophecy that placed them in bondage 
Oh, yes, captivity for over 400 years. But people kept crying out to God. People kept seeking God. People kept reaching out to God. That there was a time, there was a generation that was going to walk out of there. And we're going to journey to that promised land. And it took a variety of plagues. It took judgments of the Lord to to get them to this place and situation. And I'm reminded in the book of Exodus where the Lord spoke to Moses, the young child that God raised up as a deliverer for the people of God way after Abraham. Hallelujah. But the dream was kept alive to this point. And I'm telling you, the dream is so alive here today. The hope, the blessed hope of the Lord is so prevalent here today. And what we need to do is we need to take everybody we can with us. <laughs> Amen. We need, to have a, we need to have a plague more powerful than COVID to get a hold of people <laughs> and lead them to the house of God and direct them here where they can they can have something tangible, something real, something they can take to the bank, hallelujah, something they can have, hallelujah. And so this one more plague after they went through several plagues that the Lord spoke to the deliverer, and he said, I'm going to bring one more plague upon Pharaoh and upon Egypt, and afterwards he will let you go. When he shall let you go, he shall surely thus thrust you out altogether. Speak now in the ears of the people and let every man borrow of his neighbor, every woman of her neighbor, jewels of silver and jewels of gold. I want to tell you something. God had a purpose for this borrowing. I said God had a purpose. They didn't leave in poverty. They, they left with some riches that God was going to use down the road to build a temple that would excel above every, every building that has ever been built, a house of God that would be full of gold and silver, tons giving glory to Jehovah God. Hallelujah. Amen. God was giving them finance as they left. Begin to tell him, I, I, amen. I, I, like somebody said, he owns the hills. There's going to be a lot of more gold to come and a lot of more finance to come to progress the kingdom of God and to see the kingdom of God flourish and grow. And thank God for the foresight that David had, even though he was not the builder, but he was the gatherer. He gathered all these materials. I'm talking about tons of gold and tons of silver. They thought one day that they could, could give all this gold and all, all this silver uh, to Aaron and they could have a calf made out of gold and uh, have a God that where they can praise and worship. But I'm going to tell you what, that was not God's plan. He had more in plan than just a golden calf. He had a temple of the riches and the gold of Almighty God and the Spirit. In fact, amen, they, Moses was so distraught that he 
broke that calf in pieces, and he ground it to powder by the river, and he made them get on the ground and just drink that. He <laughs> drink that up, strawed inside their bodies. I believe right then God wanted, amen, his people to know the real gold belongs on the inside. Hallelujah. The real gold and the real joy and the real salvation belongs on the inside. You can't really, we can't deck ourselves out and to make us so glamorous. But I'm going to tell you what, amen, I reckon that the sufferings of this world are never to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed in us. Hallelujah. So God's not going to call us out of Egypt and out of the world and just put us in bankruptcy. (laughs) He's going to make a way. He's going to give us grace. He's going to help us do something for the kingdom of God. Can I get a witness? Hallelujah. Amen. I know they say that uh, the, the bankruptcy laws actually compare to the debt forgiveness laws in the Old Testament, that when there was debts and there was borrowing, that after seven years... That debt was canceled. That debt was canceled. And I just read what one young man said, asked another friend, what are you going to do when you get old? He said, I, by the time I'm 30, I want to be in debt $1 million. I don't think that's possible for anybody to get that far in debt. I don't think, I don't think finance companies have that much trust and confidence. Oh, come on now. Hallelujah. But there were debts that were canceled every seven years. We all know what borrowing is all about. I borrowed to build a house, borrowed to build a church, and uh, have, have paid some of these buildings off and worked hard and churches worked hard. And I, mean, I, and I know that's in the plan of God right here. There's construction going on. Hallelujah. There's materials being gathered. There's prayers being prayed. Hallelujah. So it's time, hallelujah, that we we draw strength one from another. Amen. We encourage one another. We're like that scripture, iron sharpeneth iron. So a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. And I know when you sharpen iron with iron, yes, there's going to be friction. There's going to be sparks that are going to fly. But that iron is going to get stronger, stronger. I think God wants us to be, amen, like that iron upon iron, brother upon brother, sister upon sister, husband upon wife, wife upon children, all through the relationships of life, amen, that we can. We can do something for the Lord. Hallelujah. He's in the business of filling vessels today. He's in the business of filling empty vessels. This prophet also told a woman in distress, amen, a debt that had to be paid. He said, have your sons go and borrow vessels Of all thy neighbors, don't borrow a few, borrow many. He didn't didn't bring this part out, but she probably said, he probably said to her, make sure there's no lids on them. Make sure there's no lids on them. Bring empty jars. Bring empty vessels. 
When I came to the house of God back in April 1st, 1975, I was a burnout vessel. I was a broken vessel. I did not have anything to offer anybody. But that night when God got a hold of me, and God led me to the altar. I did not get the Holy Ghost that night, but I got baptized that night in Jesus' name. And I'm telling you, when that pastor baptized me in Jesus' name, amen, I came up out of that water more than a wet sinner. I came out, I came out with some habits that were broken in that water. I came out, there was some chemicals that I had possession of. Amen. There was much that had me bound, but somehow in that water, I felt a rejuvenation. And amen. I was turning 20 years old. Hallelujah. So God gave me a good start to my 20s. Praise God. And I'm just going to, I'm going to borrow from what Pastor Hilton taught about this morning because he hit the nail right on the head concerning prescription drugs. I was addicted to prescription drugs. I was not raised in the church. My wife and my three children, grandchildren, are all being raised in the church, but I don't really have any glory stories to tell them. They're always trying to act me on with them, but I want to tell you, God saved me from the deep, dark, miry clay. This teenager had taken so many hallucinating drugs that my mind was going crazy. And my mom's doctor, he was more than a doctor. He was a legal provider for prescription drugs. And he wrote me the prescription. I started taking those. I started drinking more and drinking more. And so by the time I went to the Apostolic Jesus Name Church of Santa Ana, I had been on these pills five a day for 18 months. Five a day. Did not ever go to work without carrying these two pill bottles. Made sure there was cores by the cases in our house, in the fridge. I'm telling you, that's where I was. I said, that's where I was. I wasn't thinking about preaching back then. I was just trying to get by. Amen. But I got, I got an invitation to come to church. Hallelujah. Amen. It's a miracle how it took place Brother Hilton. I hope you don't mind me just kind of sharing my testimony with you all today. Uh, my father was an alcoholic. My brother an alcoholic. We're all drug addicts. Amen. I'm telling you. And uh, they had an income tax business downtown Santa Ana. And uh, they, they, I don't know how they kept it up, but they did. I didn't want to get involved with it. I just wanted to go have fun. Just have a great time. But my, my dad had... My dad had an office, and one of the members of the congregation of Santa Ana, an older brother in the church, had chosen him out of all the CPAs, tax uh, people in that city of Santa Ana, and uh, he became him and my dad's client. And through that, other others uh, were recommended, and so my dad was doing taxes for a lot of the church folks. And one day... One day, there was a man that called him about his taxes. And when my dad got really drunk, he would just curse people out. So uh, he cursed this man in the church out, let him have it. Instead of retaliating, the man got a burden for my dad. And he went down to his office. He said, Mr. Sora, I'm here to pray with you. 
God has sent me here to pray for you. And through that, these Pentecostal apostolics started coming to my home. I met them. I ran from them at first. I didn't really want anything to do it. I, I, I did a little searching with some charismatic churches like you were talking about, and boy, that didn't do anything for me. The people there looked like they seemed like they were the same as me. I didn't, I didn't feel any change. I didn't feel any transformation, I, though I did not know what those words even meant. But I'm telling you, when they came in, there was a glow about these three men that came in that house. There was a glow about their countenance. And so I, I, I kind of went back to the room. I didn't, I didn't uh, uh, mingle with them at all. But I want to tell you what, that glow and that countenance never left me. And so about a, a month later, um, some of my family went to church, but they, they didn't really pursue it that much. But at work, I felt, I felt as though the Spirit of God came into where I was working and said, you need to go to church tonight. And so I went home, and uh, that's, it's a miracle for somebody uh, calling Somebody in the church, can somebody come pick me up? That doesn't happen all the time. But I felt a mandate, even though I did not know what that word meant, to go to the house of God. And that was the night I came. And that was the night that I went to the altar. That was the night that I sought God. And that was the night I went into the pastor's office. And I said, you know, uh, pastor, I'm ready. I'm ready to give my life. Amen. I'm ready to give everything up. I want. I want to. Nothing's working out in my life, and and I said, but there's one thing I cannot give up. I cannot give up these two bottles of pills. Even took those pills with me. I must have took them out of my pocket. They would have got wet if I didn't. And uh, he just looked at me and said, "Brother, don't worry about the pills." I mean, I had a long ponytail. He was so. So kind to me, and go back there, get ready, and I'll baptize you. And when he baptized me that night, man, everything just changed. Believe it or not, by that night I had a different vocabulary. I'm telling you, God is amazing. I said, God is amazing. <laughs> I said, God is amazing. So I went to work the next day, and I took the pill bottles. I kept them in my pocket with volumes and tranquilizers. Did not even take the caps off that day. Went the next day, took the pill bottles. And uh, there were some struggling. There were some attacks from anxieties, and the devil was fighting me. The devil was battling because my brother had got me in tune with the occult, so I had to deal with that also. I'm still mad at him for that. And deal with all that. But I'm telling you, I went all that day, went to the church service that night, went back the next day, and walking down the aisle, I was assistant manager of a store. I just walked by a wastebasket, and I took those two bottles, which I hadn't touched in five days, four or five days, put them in the trash. And I've never had to take a pill since 1975 when God healed my mind. God touched my mind. I'm telling you, God can do that. I said God can do that for you. 
God can do that for anybody. He can. He can take away things that have you so perplexed and like the devil's just got you in a chokehold. But I'm telling you, God gave me the Holy Ghost. God gave me the joy of all this. And here I still am serving God. So I was one of those empty vessels that came in. Hallelujah. And God, God got a hold of me. And God delivered me. That's why I, 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 I'm very difficult. Sister Rini could probably tell you some of this. I, I, I just can't handle uh, sisters getting depressed or having to take tranquilizers or, or Prozac. There's nothing pro about Zach. There's nothing good there. Find you a place to pray, and there's a scripture for you. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall give you peace. Shall give you peace. Hallelujah. Isn't it good after all these years still getting high on Jesus? Still getting high on the Holy Ghost. Still drinking from the wells of salvation. Still enjoying the Lord and everything he has done. Praise the Lord. Amen. And I know our faith can get low. There's trying times where faith becomes low. But I found this scripture a while back. Oh, it just stood out to me in 2 Timothy 2.13. If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful. And he cannot deny himself. Oh, hallelujah. There is a time, amen, if you have to borrow, borrow something from somebody. Hallelujah. Get something, amen, from somebody. And even, even if you don't, if you struggle with the convictions. Let me tell you about this young man, amen, building a place by Jordan. He, he did not have the tools. He had never gathered the tools. So he borrowed an axe. And he was felling a tree. He was cutting a tree. But all of a sudden, the axe head slipped through the wood. And it fell into the river. And he cried out, for it was borrowed. If he had not borrowed it, he would have not been able to even attempt to build. So thank God that there was somebody that was willing to loan him an axe where he can work and build. So his next swing, he's swinging. Amen. He's swinging. And the axe head departs. And it sinks into the Jordan. Elisha hears his cry. And instead of Elisha telling him to throw that axe head in there and I'll, I'll make them come together, he just cuts a stick off a tree and throws it in. And next thing you know, the axe head is floating. It's swimming. I want to tell you what, amen, you may struggle trying to get a handle on this truth and this church and this revelation of one God. I'm telling you, amen, you may, you may, you may, you may have a little touch of it or a hold of it and, and you lose that revelation or you never develop that conviction. Amen. Hallelujah. There's a man of God to help you. Get that axe head above, amen, the drowning in the water and the sinking, and you can pick that back up again. Oh, praise the Lord. There's a lot of things I didn't understand about Pentecost and the church, and you know what I did? I just borrowed my pastor's convictions, even though I did not have them myself. 
I borrowed them. Hallelujah. Yes. And even when the enemy would come in like a flood, the Lord at times raised up a standard. Raised up a standard. And that's what God wants you to do. Hallelujah. Hey, Jesus borrowed. My goodness, he had to borrow a manger. He had to borrow a boat. He had to borrow a colt. He had to borrow a tomb. Hallelujah. Hey, we went to that tour in Israel where that, where that lady was giving us uh, a little story about, about uh, Joseph of Arimathea, about telling his wife, uh, Jesus is going to be borrowing my tomb. And she said, man, that's, my, that's your tomb. What are you doing? Honey, he's only going to be here a couple days. And he don't have one. He borrowed everything. And you know what? I'm living today because I'm living on the time that he's borrowed to me. He's given me. He's given me. And I'm going to keep swinging that axe. I'm going to still preach this word. I'm still going to promote, amen, another church building someday. I'm telling you, I feel reckless in faith today to tell you, amen, you can get a hold of this. Even if you're having a hard time believing, he abides when your faith is weak. He abides when you're weak. He abides, and he'll help you. He'll help you when you get that X back in your hand where you can work for God. He has a place for you. He has a church for you. He has a task for you. There's a work of God. Right now, I want us to stand and I want us to commit ourselves to the Lord. If you're struggling, sister, you can borrow from the pastor's wife. You can borrow from the leadership. In this church. Do I have some reapers here today? That not you're only worshiping God, but you're you're leaving one of your fields, the corners uncut. You're leaving, amen. Uh, some some materials, some some seed where others can pick up and glean. I know I haven't got a long time, but I really felt when the Holy Ghost was ready, and that's what has been promoted and pushed in the Spirit from the time I got here. We need to respond to the Word of God. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I did not understand everything about apostolic Pentecost, but I knew one thing. It delivered me from prescription drugs. It delivered me from LSD, from marijuana. It's kind of aggravating now. You can go and just buy it and walk in and smoke it. Last time I was smoking in school, I got caught in a friend's house in the closet. Got suspended from school. My dad wasn't any help. I thought he, I, I really wanted to be corrected. I really felt like I'd done wrong. But here he sits in the principal's office and tells the principal, I gave my son permission anywhere to go in the state of California to go to that. Totally. I, I wish he would have, 
I wish I would have had to pay a price for what I did. And you can talk to my boys. <laughs> you can talk to my boys. They're in their 40s now, and they're not without correction. Amen. They love this truth. Kids love this truth. They just want to hear it preached. <coughs> I wonder, I wonder if there's some people here today that would like to do some borrowing or you don't have the strength to really pray the prayers that you want to pray or get a hold of the convictions you want to get a hold of. Amen. That today you can, you can get a hold of them. Somebody can pray by you. If there's somebody here wants to come to this altar, just stand and just, just bow your head and talk to the Lord, telling you God can rewrite your story like he rewrote my story. God can do it. Some of you reapers come up here and help, help these. They've lost their axe head. They've lost their faith and their want to. Uh, the man of God has his own, his own ways. Hallelujah. <laughs> Cast it out there. Hallelujah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take care of you. It's going to bring you back up and help you. I really do want to be faithful to the house of God. I really want to be a blessing to my church family. Oh, hallelujah. Can we gather in and pray with, with everybody here? Can we gather in and pray with everybody right here? Oh, hallelujah. It's a time to borrow some. It's a time for others to give, to influence somebody. I want you to know, brother, you're my brother in this church, and God's going to make a way. Though you're struggling with some things in the Bible and the Word of God, hallelujah. Why don't you reach over and lend them, lend them, lend them. Amen. Bless the borrower. Bless the one that needs something. Oh, let's pray. Let's touch the Lord.
Trapped inside a cloud of disbelief and doubt, I only know one way of escape. Gotta get to Jesus. Gotta get to Jesus. I know. Let's love the Lord this morning. Let's love the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. Can we lift our voices to him here this morning? Can we lift our voices to him here this morning? Jesus, you're wonderful. Jesus, you are excellent in this house today, Lamb of God. We give you glory and honor here this morning, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. You're wonderful today, God. You're wonderful today, Jesus. You're worthy, God. You're worthy, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. I love you, Savior. Hallelujah. 
magnified. Hallelujah, sweet Lamb of God. Thank God that he has extended his mercy to me time and time again. There is a time to borrow. There is a time to borrow. I thank this elder for speaking to our hearts today. You know, sometimes I've said this countless times, but we've got to understand there are times that God begins to deal with us about something that we don't understand. And sometimes, even though you don't understand it and you feel God working on your heart, you have to go on borrowed conviction. You may hear something preached. You may, hear, you may read something in the word of God. And you don't understand why? Why do I feel this way? Sometimes God's just checking to see if you're willing to obey. I'd say most of the time God reveals to us in time what and why. But sometimes we need to go on borrowed conviction and allow God to work in our life. Let him operate in our hearts and our minds. Somebody says, well, why do you do that? Well, because that's what I felt like God told me to do. As long as it lines up with what the word of God says, I can promise you one thing. I can promise you one thing. God's never going to tell you to do something that you can't find in his word. Amen. Thank you, Elder, for preaching to me today. How many times that I had to borrow from what I heard say you know what God I don't understand here I am today and I'm giving myself to you that young woman with the issue of blood what had happened if she said you know there's no reason there's no logic that says if I make it to Jesus and touches the hem of his garment that I'm going to be healed But she said, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to do it anyway. I trust him. I trust him. Amen. Can we love the Lord one more time in this house? Can we thank him for his word this morning? Lord, we love you. God, I thank you for your grace today. Oh, come on. Let's everybody lift our voices to the Lord for just a moment more. God, thank you for your word today. You have been so good to me. Thank you for sending a man to speak to my heart today. Thank you, Lord, for thinking of me this morning. Thank you for letting me feel your touch and your anointing this day. You're wonderful this morning. You're wonderful this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Praise God. Thank you, Brother Sora, for being with us. I know it's a sacrifice being away from home on a Sunday. Amen. But I truly appreciate you coming and being with us. We love you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Sir. We're going to borrow this one. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Well, it would be an honor. I, I want to say I, I do appreciate each and every one of you. Amen. I did reach out last night and 
fact, before I get involved in, in announcements this morning, uh, I would like for an usher to come, Brother Tuffy, you want to help me out here? Give me a string, give me a help. We receive the offering this morning. <clears throat> Let's pray over this offering today and ask God to uh, bless the gift and the giver. Jesus name. Lord, we love you. We thank you for the opportunity, God, to give unto you once again. We thank you for your word this morning. God, I'm asking you, Lord Jesus, to reach down. God, I pray that you would bless those that, God, are giving today. God, I pray that you would, God, bless them and, and God, in, in, in increase, Lord. I pray that you would allow the Holy Ghost to minister in their lives. God, I pray, I thank you for your word today. I pray that you would let us take this home with us this morning. We praise you for it in Jesus' name. Praise God. 